The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. It's at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. I've already dropped this weekend's episode. I couldn't wait to get it off my chest to talk about last weekend's result and the upcoming protests against the Glazers. These will largely be happening during, before and after the Liverpool game on August the 22nd. So we talk about all of that as well as looking ahead to this weekend's game against Brentford, which is already a must-win game by the look of things. You can also follow me on Twitter at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. That is the Twitter account for my premium pay service, LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without the dot. That is also now a free podcast where we will be exclusively covering the Bundesliga. So you'll find that's Bundesliga show there. You'll also find our NFL shows there for this season. If you want to get the premium picks, head over to lockbetting.com and sign up as we look for 111 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. We have 110 in the bank. 110 months means nine years and two months. And it means we are just 10 months away from being able to say we haven't had a single losing month in sports betting for a decade. If you think that's hard to believe, do the research for yourself. Go to the pinned tweet at the Twitter account at LockBetting.com. You'll see the pinned tweet for the month of July. You can see the type of bets we do. You can see the sports we bet on. You can see the stakes. And most importantly, you can see members' comments down the bottom. If July is not enough, we have all of the other months there available. As I said, we have 110 months of track transparent profit. Go down to the bottom. You'll see little tags. They say things like soccer, tennis, WNBA, MLB, UFC, etc. Click on the one that says PL. By clicking that, the lockbetting.com site will take you to all of the other PLs there. Again, you can look at the type of bets, you can look at the stakes, you can look at the sports, and you can look at the members' comments. Once again, verifying the fact that every month this service has turned over a profit since it existed. It's existed for 110 months, and we have 110 months of, trof- of profit in the bag. It's a great month to sign up. You have missed the EPL futures as soon as they came out. 
but you can still go back and bet on those. We also release futures for the Bundesliga, and this weekend we are releasing futures for Serie A and La Liga as well. And we've got the US Open tennis futures to come along with our US Open plays every single day and our NFL futures as well, along with domestic soccer action every weekend. Big time uh, fight action coming up as well with Usyk and Joshua fighting on August the 20th. So this is a massive, massive month. We always call this month the start of our financial year because we release so many futures and our one unit plus futures hit at over 80%. So this really is sports investing and this really is the best time to get involved it always is every august so make sure that you are a part of lockbetting.com as we look for month number 111 this august of transparent and tracked profit moving on with this weekend's edition of the epl show we have started the season off with two winning locks, one winning lock from the Community Shield. And last weekend, we landed a nice little parlay with Tottenham and Man City. So we look to continue the hot start into match day two. We begin with the early kickoff, 12.30pm UK time, but we'll be getting up at 7.30am here in the East Coast to watch Aston Villa versus Everton where Villa are the 5-6, to six, minus 120 favourites to win this game. It's 5-2 to two on the draw, and it's 15-4 to four on Everton. I honestly feel that one of these two managers, either Gerald or Lampard, could be the first to go. I feel that the more likely candidate is going to be Hassan Hootel of Southampton because there really wasn't much business there. I'm not sure what more he can achieve. The fans don't really seem overwhelmed with him. He seems like he wants to move on to bigger and better things. I think he's kind of in the same boat as Brendan Rodgers at Leicester where there isn't really too much he can do, but he is a rated manager and I just feel that he will be the first to go. But if it isn't him, it's well worth a look at either Aston Villa or Everton because I just don't feel that either Gerrard or Lampard have what it takes to be top-level managers. They're top, top ex-players. They're top names. They did a lot in the game. And obviously, that makes them attractive for players to play for. People want to play for Lampard. People want to play for Gerrard. But I'm just not sure, based on what they've done here, based on both of their records at the end of last season, that they are good enough to manage at this level. So that will make this game particularly interesting Interesting because one of these two teams could start with two defeats and um, I'm leaning towards Aston Villa picking up the win here. This isn't a strong play by any means, but we're just going to use data here, even though um, we're only one week into the season, we're going to use a lot of old data. And that data tells you that Everton have lost 13 of 19 away games last season. Aston Villa have won four of their last six meetings between these two teams. This Everton team haven't scored in any of their three away trips to Aston Villa during that during that run. And Aston Villa won by two or more in 11 of their 13 victories last season. So when Villa did turn up, they did look good. And they're looking to bounce back from a really poor defeat against Bournemouth. And Everton are looking to bounce back from a defeat that we expected at home to Chelsea. But... They just didn't really threaten at all. Like They had the um, the Goodison Park crowd behind them, but they never really utilised that. They never really looked like scoring against Chelsea. And uh, when you can't score and you're conceding a lot of goals, that means that you could be in trouble. This Everton team conceded 41 goals in 19 away trips, and they only scored 16 times in return. So it's hard to make a case for them here. Aston Villa 
need to bounce back. And this does represent a good opportunity at the price of 5-6, to six, minus 120 for Villa to pick up a win here against Everton tomorrow. Up next, we move on to the three o'clock kickoffs. Three o'clock kickoffs UK time. And uh, we start with Arsenal at home to Leicester. Well, Arsenal are the four to seven favourites here to start with back to back wins. It's 10 to throw in a draw, and it's 19 to four on Leicester. I saw Arsenal shorter than this at the start of the week, so I'm not really sure what the reasoning is for this line movement because I think Arsenal are worthy favourites to win this game. Leicester last week relinquished a 2-0 lead against Brentford with the game ended up being a draw. That was great for us over at LockBetting.com because we had a draw there at huge plus money at over plus 250. So that was a great result for us. I do think Leicester are going to struggle this season. I just don't see them being guarantees for the top half with, with such little business done. As for Arsenal... They look like they already found their flow last weekend. They, they won comfortably away to Crystal Palace, which is a difficult place to go. And I really do feel that Arsenal are worth backing here, even at the price of 4-7. to seven. That's a lot of juice, but I do feel they are worthy favourites and they're worthy of being a potential parlay piece this weekend. Arsenal have won 13 of their 16 home games against teams fourth or below. So obviously Arsenal's poorest results come against the, the teams around them. But when teams aren't around them, when teams are in the bottom half or below Arsenal, Arsenal do find a way to beat them, especially at home. Leicester City saw both teams score in 84% of their away games last season, so they could be a good bet to score here in this game. But Leicester lost 2-1 on four occasions away from home last season. So if you're looking for an individual scoreline that covers both teams to score an Arsenal winning, the 2-1 scoreline here is available for you at 8-1. So different ways to bet this game if you're looking for more value. But ultimately, I do think Arsenal are worth the investment and a good parlay piece at the price of 4-7 here in this one. Up next, we look at Brighton at home to Newcastle, where Brighton are the 5-4 to favourites to win this game. It's 11-5 on the draw, and Newcastle are the 21-10 underdogs. I know Brighton won at Man United last weekend, but I think that was more down to Man United being in absolute shambles and being very disorganised at the back. They allowed Brighton to, to play in the holes and uh, they exploited Manchester United and went in 2-0 up. The second half, Man United were a little bit better. But ultimately, I think that was largely down to how poor Man United were and how comfortably Brighton were able to play against them by just sitting in and, and soaking up the pressure and hitting Man United on the counter. I don't think it's going to be the case here against Newcastle. I think Newcastle look better than Manchester United going into the season. I think the pressure is on Brighton as the home team to, to set the pace and to come out and actually play and I think that will suit Newcastle down to the ground because they can go away to Brighton here and they can be the counter-attacking team and it would not surprise me at all to see Newcastle to come Newcastle come away with a win here and start with two wins I think the best way to bet this will be to take Newcastle to at the very least avoid a defeat you're getting that at four to six minus 150 for me that's great value because Brighton haven't shown a great appetite for breaking teams down and Newcastle can come in sit in try not to get beat and try and nick this game on the break with better players especially given that Brighton have sold their best two players this summer I also think both teams to score is a really really good bet here for this game Newcastle have only failed to score in two of the last nine games and that was against Manchester City and Liverpool the best two teams in the Premier League and they scored in five of their six pre-season games both 
both teams have scored in each of Brighton's last three games. And uh, Brighton coming to this unbeaten in six games and Newcastle have just two defeats in their last nine. So there could be good data here for a draw. And we know going on going from last season, Brighton are the draw specialists. But ultimately, a draw will suit us fine because my main lean here is for Newcastle to not lose to Brighton tomorrow. And that one, as I said, is available at 4-6 to six minus 150. Up next is a game where it's very difficult to find a bet for it because Manchester City are the overwhelming 1-16 to favourites at home to Newcastle. Uh, sorry, at home to Bournemouth. Bournemouth are the 28-1 to underdogs and it's 14-1 to on the draw. It's difficult to find a bet here because the handicap lines are massively reduced. I do think Manchester City pull up a convincing win and this will be a reality check for Bournemouth who started last weekend with a win. Here they come up against one of the big boys and I think it's going to be a very, very harsh learning curve. But as I said, it's difficult to, to find a bet. There is a golf in quality in this fixture and City should have too much quality for the promoted team. One of the bets I found was half-time, full-time. Man City led on the break last week against West Ham and went on to win. And it is a uh, half-time, full-time result was a winning bet in three of the final four home games for City last season. But you are laying juice with it and you're laying more juice than I like to lay on this show. It's outside of the minus 201 to 2 minimum. It's just at 4 to 9. So it could be a decent parlay piece. Maybe tack that on with Arsenal on the money line. But it's not going to be my main lean here for this game. I'm going to go for Manchester City to win to nil. I think they're going to dominate the ball. I think they're going to dominate the chances. I think they're going to score goals here. And I think it's going to be very difficult difficult for Bournemouth to do anything at the other end of the pitch. I do feel that Bournemouth are going to come here with the usual tactic to sit in and make it difficult for Manchester City to break them down because obviously if they go toe-to-toe then they'll find themselves 2-3-0 down after 20 minutes and that's not going to do their confidence any good. Obviously, if Manchester City break through early, that is a possibility that the fi- there is a possibility that the final score could be four or five. But you've got to do what you can to stop Manchester City flying out of the block. So I do think for the first 20 to 30 minutes, it's going to be Bournemouth largely trying to contain City. And then once City get the breakthrough, it's going to be Bournemouth trying to keep the scoreline down. I really don't see any room for a Bournemouth goal here. And I think Manchester City should ease to victory and pick up another clean sheet along the way. So my main lean here is going to be for Manchester City to win to nil. I prefer that selection over trying to justify any kind of handicap selection here with the line here set at minus three, which means that if City win by three goals, you're only looking at a push. You need him to win by four goals here to actually win yourselves a decent amount of money. And the minus three, which pushes if they win by three goals, is available for you at even money. So you need him to win by four goals to actually cash that bet. If you want to lay a little bit more juice and just take them on the minus 2.5 Asian handicap line, you have to lay that juice at four to six minus 150. We explained Asian handicap lines in the Soccer for Dummies show that was released earlier on in the week. So if you're still not sure about Asian handicap lines and Asian goal lines, go back and listen to that show. If you're not sure about a team winning to nil or Manchester City to win and both teams to score, no is another way to bet it. If you're unfamiliar with all of that, then you do need to go back and listen to the tutorial tutorial show that was released earlier on this week up next we move on to Southampton at home to Leeds where the Saints are the five to four favorites it's five to two on a draw and it's 21 to 10 here on Leeds 
There are rumours that the dressing room are done with with uh, Hassan Hootel, and if that's the case, then Leeds could spring a surprise result here. I don't really trust Leeds. I don't trust their new signings. I don't trust the manager. So it's always difficult for me to bet Leeds here, particularly as an underdog. But one thing I am comfortable betting when it comes to both Leeds and Southampton is on the goals. I think both teams will score here in in this game. And I'm even happy to take over two and a half goals at the bigger price of 10 to 11 minus 110. There have been at least three goals scored in each of Southampton's last six league games with over two and a half goals cashing in five of Leeds' last six competitive games. Leeds opened up the season with a 2-1 win over Wolves and won three of their final five away games last season to survive. But as I said, the 2-1 win last week meant that over two and a half goals cashed. And of course, it cashed in the Southampton game as well as they were involved in a game where both teams scored but Tottenham scored four of them and there are five goals overall. So great data here for an over. And we'll take that over two and a half goals here at minus 110, 10 to 11. Up next, we look at the game between Wolves and Fulham, where Wolves are the 13 to 10 favourites. It's 23 to 10 on the draw and it's 11 to 5 here on Fulham. We are going to continue with the theme of goals here. I think there'll be goals here in this game. I'm going to go for the over two on the Asian goal line market. So if we get two goals here in this game, then you push this selection. If you get three goals in this game, you end up winning. The over two and a half goals here is available at plus money with the over two priced up at three to five. If you want to go for over 2.25, this ends up being a loss, a half a loss if there's two goals, but a win if there's three. So you'll lose half of your stake with the over 2.25. And that one is available at 10 to 11. So that's why I'd rather lay the juice and just take the over two, which is priced up at three to five. Or if you shop around, you can find it eight to 13. I'm happy to take that. I do think that we will end up getting at least two goals in this game. And hopefully we can get the third goal to cash this bet. Over two and a half goals has been a winning bet in five of Wolves' last six games. And six of Fulham's last eight games have also seen three or more goals scored. Wolves are winless in eight. And this goes back to early last April and before that they were um, long shots for the Champions League but they absolutely faded away and last week they faded away during the game as well. They were 1-0 up against Leeds and ended up squandering that game which is concerning and I think they'll struggle here particularly against Alexander Mitrovic who scored twice in Fulham's draw with Liverpool and uh, he's also going to be on spot kick duties once again so he could have a very very good season he came in with a ton of championship goals he came in with a ton of championship goals before in a previous Premier League season and the manager decided not to play him but decided to replace him that's not the case this season under Marco Silva so Mitrovic could be a dark horse for your fantasy teams and I think that Wolves will find it difficult to contain him tomorrow so we're going to go for the over two or if you want the over 2.25 here for this game the final game should be Brentford Man United but that's already covered on Bet MUFC so we can now move on to Sunday and look at the game here between Nottingham Forest and West Ham Forest are the 16 to 5 underdogs it's 13 to 5 on the draw and West Ham are the 10 to 11 favorites here 
I don't really like taking West Ham as a favourite here away to Forest. I do think Forest are going to get some sort of bounce coming back home here. It's a long time since they played in the Premier League. So I think this is going to be a difficult game for West Ham. The data does tell you West Ham will win the game. West Ham have won 10 of their last 14 clashes with promoted teams. And the Hammers won 7 of 10 trips to bottom half teams last season. Uh, these two sides had the fewest shots across the Premier League's opening weekend. So this one could be a game that goes under two and a half goals and is decided by a moment of magic. You would feel that West Ham have, have more players in the team to produce that moment of magic. But at the same time, if you look across the board um, for, for Forrest, they do have match winners as well, particularly with Jesse Lingard. And they do have that home bounce. So this is a very difficult game to call for me. I would probably avoid it. Uh, I do like Forrest to avoid a defeat. I also like the draw available at 13-5 to and I also like the under. But ultimately, I don't like anything enough to really make a strong commitment to anything from this game. This is a, it's a very difficult game and perhaps come Sunday, I will have a stronger lean on it than just, than just looking at three potential selections here for this one. Up next, the game of the week. The game of the weekend for match day two is Chelsea at home to Tottenham in the London derby. And now we'll see if it's justified for Tottenham to be stronger favourites at the start of the season to win the league than this Chelsea team. Chelsea are the favourites to win this game at 6-4. to four. It's 12-5 to five here on the draw. And Tottenham here are available at 2-1. to one. Until I see it, I won't believe it. And when these two teams usually play, Chelsea do come out on top. So if suddenly we see Tottenham um, going away to Chelsea and coming away with three points, I will be convinced that this team are shoo-ins for the Champions League and that they are possibly contenders for the Premier League as well. But until then, I will automatically go for Chelsea. I'll take Chelsea here as a pick. That will push if the game is a draw, but it will win if Chelsea win. And that selection is available here at 7-10. to 10. I also like both teams to score here in this game. I'm not seeing a clean sheet for either side. And the both teams to score selection is available for you at 5-6, to six minus 120. Tottenham scored in 31... Tottenham have scored 31 league goals since their loss to Man United last March. That's a load of goals here from this team who are scoring at will. Chelsea conceded at home in seven of their nine clashes with the top 10 last season. So that was definitely some regression defensively after defence was one of the main reasons Thomas Tuchel's teams won the Champions League the prior season. Spurs failed to keep a clean sheet at any top eight side last season. And the visitors lost four of six trips to last season's top seven. So when you're looking at data like that, it does solidify my selection here on Chelsea as, as a pick. Like I said, if I see something different and Tottenham do go and deliver here, then I'll believe in this team. But at the moment, I don't see Tottenham as being better than Chelsea. I think Chelsea have an opportunity here to make a statement and show that everything is as usual. The status quo, the status quo remains as is with uh, Chelsea beating Tottenham like they do most seasons, like they did in every game last season. And uh, for them to be 4-6 to six minus 150 as a pick on the draw no bet market, I think provides you with excellent value here for this game. So that's my main selection. It's going to be Chelsea as a pick in the draw no bet market at 4-6 to six minus 150 here for your game of the week between Chelsea and Tottenham at Stamford Bridge. 
We finish up with Monday's game, which sees Liverpool hosting Crystal Palace. This is much like the Manchester City game, where you have such a short favourite, makes it difficult to really find a selection. Liverpool here at 1-5, to five, not as short as City, but still short. It's 11-2 on a draw, and it's 14-1 to one on Palace. I'm going to take something at much bigger odds here. I'm going to take Liverpool to win, and I'm also going to tack on both teams to score. This is because Liverpool have conceded first in five straight Premier League games coming into this. Liverpool have also conceded in eight of their last nine in all competitions. Palace have scored in eight of their last ten matches as well. So... There's really, really strong data for Crystal Palace to at least grab a goal or a consolation goal or something here from this game from a Liverpool team that don't seem to be the strongest defensive unit in the EPL right now, especially when you look at the data from last season and you look at how Fulham and Mitrovic scored, uh, caused them so many problems last weekend. So I do think there's an opportunity for Palace to score, but ultimately, of course, I do expect Liverpool to win this game. If you don't want to tack on the, the both teams to score selection, you can just take Liverpool to win and the over two and a half goals. Obviously, there is more juice with that selection because Liverpool on both teams to score comes in at big plus money odds here at a price of 23 to 10. Whereas if you take Liverpool and over two and a half goals, you're only getting that one at even money. So you do get more value taking uh, Liverpool on both teams to score, but you're relying on a Crystal Palace goal. Whereas if you're taking Liverpool on over two and a half goals, you just need Liverpool to win and for there to be three goals in the game. Closing out with your lock for this show. Lots of different options I went through. Was very tempted by the game of the week. As I said, Chelsea always beat Tottenham. They dominated them last season. And... I was tempted just to simply ride that selection with the philosophy being until I see something different, I'm just going to continue to go along with Chelsea and uh, I was tempted to take him as a pick. But I've decided to go with Newcastle on the double chance market or Newcastle plus 0.5 in the Asian handicap market. I just don't feel that Brighton are a strong home team. Brighton finished last season in ninth spot in the table, but they only had the 16th best home record. So if Brighton want to do better this season, they're going to need to be a lot better at home. The visitors win over Forest means they now have won seven of their last nine Premier League games and their only league losses since the turn of the year have come against last season's top four and one loss which is now surprising against Everton. But Everton were fighting for their lives. So aside from the games we just mentioned, Newcastle have been in very, very solid form and I'm happy to oppose a Brighton team who picked up just 22 points in 19 home games last season. So I'm going to take Newcastle to get something here. So your lock for this week is going to be Newcastle on the double chance market or you can take it as Newcastle on the Asian handicap line getting plus 0.5. If you're not familiar with Asian handicap lines, as I said, and I'll reiterate, there is a show currently available. It's a soccer tutorial show. It was listed as Soccer for Dummies. You need to listen to it. If you don't understand some of these soccer markets, 
Obviously, some stuff is self-explanatory, such as a pick, a money line, over, under, both teams to score, to win, to nil. But we still went through all of that, and we largely focused on these Asian handicaps and Asian goal lines. So there are no excuses. You should understand everything now. The show is right there for you to listen to. And um, we take this lock as Newcastle on the double chance market. So Newcastle to avoid a defeat. But as I said, get used to it being listed as Newcastle plus 0.5. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.